0: every episode to record i'm going to reference the dark patterns one as an extra week in advance even though we all record it's the same really good time.
1: Yep. this is i don't know how to sum up our show but i'll think i'm i'm working on it it's going to be like andrew everything's a dark pattern chase everything's a scale ian i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> what games <laughs> it's a games yeah what games that's better <laughs> video james my name yes
0: james Hello, and welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Liljen With me, as always, is Chase Mason. So, Chase, I heard that you were having some issues scrubbing your old Facebook profile because you had some pictures on there that were kind of embarrassing, and you wanted to get rid of them so other people wouldn't see them because you're having this digital
1: transition where you're going from being a young teen using Facebook to being a grown-ass man using Facebook. Am I right? I tell you what, it's really weird because when you have kids, and they want to look on your online profile, and you're not really sure if you want to show them that because it could be slightly embarrassing when they grow up and see that you did things that were embarrassing, but you wouldn't want them to do, but in reality, everybody does it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's true, though, right? Like, there's this big question of, like, we started using online stuff, speaking of children, we started using online stuff when we were in high school, and then as you come around and you act like a high schooler on it, and it comes full circle, the platform is the same all your history is there, and I'm not really sure I want my kids to, like, see those things because... I don't know because honestly, I don't want to see what my parents did in high school. Right? Like, it's the truth. That's the thing these days because everything lives in the internet. Like when we were
0: kids, we could do like dumb stuff, and the world would forget that we had done dumb things. Nowadays, it's out there forever. So if you, you know, so swatting is a terrible thing. It's where you call SWAT teams on uh, uh, video game streamers. But like, it it feels fairly benign, I think. But because it's a thing you do on the internet, it's just like forever a part of your history now. So if you were a teen, you did some dumb shit where you like vandalized a store or something like that, right? Like that would just be forgotten after a certain period of time. Felony. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, if you, if you're juvenile, you get a misdemeanor, whatever, whatever you can get that stuff purged from your record. If you are white and rich and, uh, but you know, like now, but nowadays like there's a record forever. Like when we were kids or when our parents were kids, like I know when I was a kid, I would frequently probably drive too rec- recklessly. And I would, uh, kind of a, a running joke with my friends was we would drive through town. You'd see somebody walking and it would be somebody who's very a normal participating member of society. Not, and you f- just nailed it. No, we, we would roll down the window and yell, get a car hippie because people don't know how to respond to that. That's a great joke because they're like, but what I, I'm just on a walk. Like it's me and my, a significant other or me and my spouse and my child taking a walk and you just yelled get a car hippie at me like what, what what's going on and like stuff like that now God, because right. of because of social media and because of you know everybody being super sensitive about everything that kind of stuff just wouldn't fly and somebody would post about it and be like oh well i saw your child you know they would go on facebook they'd post to my mom's wall and say i saw ian driving around town and he was yelling profanity out the window at me or whatever because everyone likes to exaggerate and make things a bigger deal and then all of a sudden now it's coming back to me because the social media thing whereas back you know even eight ten years ago people just seemed to be more relaxed about that stuff and because there wasn't a place to go invent about it immediately they weren't going to go look up my parents Right, They weren't We're going to go look at my parents' phone number or write them a letter and be like, oh, Ian yelled at me. they just be like, whatever. And they, they brush it off and move on. Right, right. It was temporary. It wasn't permanent. Like, uh, everything is now. But there's a, one thing you would worry about is, uh, so, like, in Europe, there's now this whole right-to-forget thing where after a certain period of time, Google is forced to scrub all references to a person from their search engine. But, like, where do you cross the line between censorship and... Uh, 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 the right for a, a dumb idiot kid to have his stupid mistakes removed from the internet or is there a right for that? Like- I think everyone has a right to put what they want about themselves on the internet. And I think in, in the right context, other people have the right to put things that happen to them on the internet. If even if they involve you, but that assumes that kids have the uh, decision-making capacity Correct. to know what they're not going to regret in the future. True and and so i think that's where the issue comes in is it's like okay so if you do all of this dumb stuff from the age let's say 13 to 18 at 18 you're now legally an adult anything you did prior to that technically could come back and bite you even though you did it before you were 18 they can come back and charge you for it or you know cite you for it or whatever like it depends on what it is obviously but yeah i mean this sort of veers into territory about um, what, like there's the whole thing about charging children as minors or char- charging children as minors, charging children as adult, that kind of thing. There's a lot of sticky issues around what decisional capacity somebody has and then how much you can uh, then base their decisions or uh, what am I trying to say here? Kids are dumb and they shouldn't be trusted with their own welfare because they're <laughs> dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, like, I mean, we see this today, right? With parents who explicitly state that they don't want any photos of their kids put on online or whatever, right? Or they don't want any information about their kids put on. Like, we've had friends say, "Hey, we had, you know, our, we just had our child, but we don't want you to write anything on Facebook about it, or please don't right. use your child's name."
0: And you and Sarah go totally and opposite like, approach to that. Not to say that one is better or wrong than the other, but I one of the things I wonder about that is what's Aubrey going to feel like in? I'm sorry, your daughter's name in in a certain number of years when she's old enough to
1: know what's on there. And she decides that she's embarrassed about some goofy picture ever. Right. Right. Um, my guess is, yeah, my, my guess is like, that could be a thing and it would be a thing like in adolescence, right? Like I hate this picture of me or it makes me look so one way you know, or whatever. Like I, and then I think that would come around full circle. Like by the time she's ready to have a relationship and have kids, then she, yeah, really I think that,
0: that that's another thing. And i I've, I've seen this with some people I went to college with that have had kids very early on. And now their kids are kindergarten age, first, second grade age. Um, or kid is like first, second grade age. And she set up a profile for her daughter almost immediately on Facebook. She's like, I set up your Facebook profile. I set up an email account for you. Part of that was to, you know, pick good URLs and email addresses and whatever. So, you know, so it doesn't get the string of 87 characters after it to, to be a username. But part of it was so that she could post things and tag her daughter in them, or post the picture to her daughter's wall, or let her daughter post the pictures once she was old enough to make those decisions. But then she also has the ability now, when she grows up, to go and untag herself, delete the picture, whatever, hide it, change the permissions on it. Like, So sh- she's trying to set it up so that she can enjoy having her daughter and sharing her experiences with her daughter with the people on the internet, or all of her friends, whatever but also give her daughter some eventual control over the content that's
1: left out there. I like the idea that she's going to say, Hey, happy 14th birthday. Here's three months of backlog. It'll be more than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's 14 years. of backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I meant like th- three months, like oh. work straight through just to untag yourself oh. from everything. So have you guys, have you guys attempted, I know we've talked about it briefly, but have, I don't know if you've done this. I did the thing where you go look at your, activity log right on your facebook profile specifically and you can go and see every action you've ever taken like from your account not all the things that other people have done with you or tagged you in but everything you liked, shared commented on etc etc right Right. all that stuff and so any photo you've uploaded or whatever um which for me is not really helpful because i almost never upload photos it's always other people tagging me right but um it's interesting though because you can go back and see like what were the things that you were writing, what were the things that you were sharing, what were the things that you were saying right in, like you know ten years ago or whatever it happens to be, and that's the bit where you know um, I was thinking I would prefer not to have anything that was like stupid you know seventeen eighteen year old chase on there right I would I don't want really any I don't want any of that stuff up on the internet, and then Ian you had a nice counterpoint which was yeah, but people do dumb stuff and I don't think that like a reasonable individual wouldn't hold you accountable for the things that you said 10 years ago. Or I mean, I think I don't think the world is really reasonable. I, I think that it, it, some of it depends on the
0: seriousness, the complexity of whatever it is. If, if you went out and you were right. like, you know, speaking stupid gamer speak on your Facebook status and now you yeah, look at it and right. you're like, God, I was such a tool then. Like, well, that really doesn't hurt anybody. Now, on the other side, if you went out and you were like saying the stuff Donald Trump says. Right, right, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. What's wrong with the things that Donald Trump say? So if I if you were doing if, that, right, then that would be a totally- If I were doing that. <laughs> so if if you're doing that kind of stuff, and, and now four to six years later, when I go back and look at that, and I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't have said those things and so yeah. then you get into this, yeah. the situation of, is it okay to purge that history? Like that, that was right. who I was then in theory. Like, should right. I, should I leave this And I, I was, I was saying to, to Andrew while you were getting ready to to record chase that, uh, CJ and I were just going through old Facebook stuff the other day, looking back at, mm-hmm. well, trying to figure out when we started college, like, trying to pinpoint the date mm-hmm. we started college. Um, and she was looking on my Facebook. She's like, I know a lot of people wrote on your Facebook back then because uh, you were the type of person who got a lot of comments on Facebook really was what it came down to. And so she went back and she was like, why are there all these comments from all these different girls? Like, what were you doing? And I was like, well, Facebook at its inception when it was you know, new was right when we were going to college. And most of the people at the time who were using Facebook, not to be sexist, tended to be females posting on other people's walls and especially posting on guys walls because Mm -hmm. that was the new way of flirting at least that was the way i saw it so uh, it's like well they posted on my wall and i'm not like i'm not even friends with 90 percent of these people i don't like most of them have new last names i didn't even know who most of them were anymore and i'm like well i yeah i I can't vouch for what they posted but if if it's there and it bothers you or you don't like it we can remove it she's like no it's fine just leave it it's like well (laughs) I mean so at some point you have to look back and say do I still want this stuff on my Facebook am I okay with this and I think that's right for me that's why less and less as I've gotten older do I post opinions on Facebook about stuff unless it's written entirely in sarcasm like Mm -hmm. the other day I posted something that was just like political opinion like okay yes I'm being a smartass and you know obviously not being serious and in five years i might be like well that was stupid why did i do that but at the same time like it's not hurting anybody's feelings but as i've grown up i've posted less and less personal thoughts personal pains and we've had the discussion about will we post pictures of our child on facebook Uh, we have family that posts on facebook and they just say with the boy instead of with child's name we have other family and friends who post everything on facebook with names and with identifying information and whatever else and some people some people go one way some people go the other and where you land is kind of in the middle
1: yeah i I agree with that i, I think it is probably case by case I don't you don't want to totally erase who you were I mean it, depending on who you were right I'm sure so people can cherry pick that or whatever but um I don't know it's but there's but there's some stuff that is just overtly like I'm teenagers do bad things right and like you either you either perform or or engage with things that are just overtly offensive so like let's see if i can find a good example um so this is a, here's a great example of what you know saying here's something i wrote to my friend in september of 2006 and it is like lulzer rep is for nubs like grinding is ft double ft dub law LF one man oh RLS God, WSG so this is all like Warcraft internal like and it's like tons of like letters it's like looking for one man real life Warsong Trade. so like even your daughter's that's like that's like goofy internet talk
0: yeah I know she she thinks it's hilarious part of all this is there's the trade-off between your personal privacy your ability to be forgotten on the internet but also if you are using these proprietary services like Twitter and Facebook they really want you to have all of your information on there always specifically so that they can track you and find out as much about you as possible So, they can say we have these really complete profiles of people that go back 5, 10, 15 years. To the dawn of Facebook almost. Exactly right. Or to the -hmm. the dawn of whatever platform. Right. So, they can use that to sell stuff and sell to everyone. Although, I I would argue that what I posted 10 years ago on Facebook, if they were using that as some type of targeting for an ad for me, it's probably no longer relevant. (laughs) Because 18 year old me and 28 year old me don't have many of the same interests and certainly aren't searching for the same things online. But it it all goes back to the question of like, what, what do you do when it's been 10 years or five years? And, and how has the new social, how have newer social medias say newer, it's all been in the last 10 years. um, How do newer social medias kind of play into this idea of, post everything don't care about things and and i think a big a big driving factor here is things like the facebook algorithmic timeline you post something it feels like it's there for a while and then it kind of just feels like it disappears or are experimenting you, with yeah. a thing that it does disappear it doesn't go to your wall but it doesn't disappear from facebook presumably it still is used for other internal metrics it's right just, and at any minute they could change things like remember all that stuff we said wasn't gonna it wasn't going to show is. up in the timeline here it is yeah and, and, and right. the personal news feed is like that too, where you start scrolling through and it tries to like pick out the highlights. This was a post you made that had a lot of comments on it. And so you see a couple of right. those and then there's all these other posts that happened in between that you never, that never seemed to surface. Yeah. And, and so fa- Facebook and Twitter and I think some of these other platforms have built tools to let you just like do a straight dump of all your data and say, here's everything you've ever posted. Have fun going through this and figuring out what you like and don't like. Part of it is that, uh, there's there's the belief that these services exist for the users, but we're not we're the product, right? Like yeah, we're the right, commodity. They, they have no interest in trying to keep things private or isolated or forgettable. That's that's not how these businesses operate.
1: I mean, I think they have some interest in it, but it's not their primary. They have industry, interest right? in it to, um, to, to, to give enough lip to service the to, right, to keep the user service. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, so Facebook is one, right? It's huge, Um, and then you look at all these other fragmented services. So as you, as you, um, you know, look at like your use of Snapchat, right? Because that's like one that's really come on. And the reason I specifically like Snapchat because Facebook is made, you know, with this like public-facing front. You know that what you're writing is available to everybody. That's on your friends mm-hmm. list, and potentially, will you know a potentially larger audience if you have it, you know, stuff open to public, or so you can go that direction with Twitter, right? Like this is c- clearly public, and I have it most, you know, your its default setting is to open to public. But with Snapchat, things are private, so I'd be more concerned with the things that you write, say, take pictures of in that, because you have this underlying assumption that it's this private thing. But right. you know, things are being saved for to the Snapchat memories, right? Their new service that's their cloud hosting service, whatever, more or less, right? Yeah, they're a curated cloud hosting service. How about um, dark patterns? I
0: would imagine that Snapchat... So Snapchat, the interface, is pretty terrible. I find it really confusing and hard to understand. And maybe it's because I'm not a teen, but I think it's mostly because they're going out <laughs> of their way to make it as complicated as possible
1: so that you think it's still anonymous and private, but it's really not. Eh, I, I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's that malicious. Yeah, no, I don't think it's that malicious. I just think that... They have their own design language, and they like it. And they're sticking to this what they would argue as minimalist. Like, hey, you open it up, you're on your, uh, your camera. Like, boom. That's what you want. Minimalist,
0: maximalist. Like, there's all these different directions you can swipe and things to do, and it, it's just not. Yeah, it's confusing. We can get the Snapchat some other time, but I, I wonder if it's a dark pattern like we talked about two weeks ago. Uh, that uh, maybe on the on the light end of one. I don't, I don't think it's, it's not nearly as bad. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. I, I don't know if they're, and, and maybe it's just, and we also mentioned this too, that it could just be institutional incompetence that makes it like that. All right. Never put, yeah. never, what is that quote? Never subscribe anything to malice. which can be equally subscribed to stupidity. Oh yeah. Nice. Is that Martin Luther King also? <laughs> never. It's, it's, Han- no, no, this is Hamlin's razor. Never okay. attribute to malice, which can be adequately explained by stupidity. Okay. Um, so, to tie into the Snapchat thing, though, so I was out the other oh. day and saw uh, this this coffee that was like, "Life's too short for bad coffee." Was like the brand of it or whatever, and I was like, "Well, that's that's interesting." I'm going to take a picture of that, uh, take a picture of that, post on Snapchat because that felt like the right place to post on Snapchat, right? Not on a Facebook thing, not a Twitter thing, not an Instagram thing. Must be yeah, a Snapchat for, thing. for dumb yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So, see, I'm, I'm understanding this. Yeah, stuff now. listen to you. So I was like, I'm going to take a picture of that, and then I was like, oh, I want to send this to somebody who's not on Snapchat. And so I, I hit the save mm-hmm. button, expecting it to save mm-hmm. to my camera roll, like it always has in the past. No, now when you hit save, <sighs> it auto saves to the memory, yep. and then you can go to the memory and from there, somehow maybe export it. Yeah, you can send it to your yeah, very bad to your camera roll. And so this idea like you said, so now you have teens that are like, I'm going to take this picture. Oh, it looks really good. I'm going to save that. And they're thinking, oh, it's just on my phone. Well, it turns out it's on their Snapchat account that you log in on any other device. Now it's there. So now, right. You know, parent has their account on another device. The parent looks at it. Now, whatever they did is saved. And I think cloud services play into this. Social media plays into this, Mm -hmm. like all these things that we used to do and were never a big deal because we, it was always kind of an analog thing. You used to take a picture, you got the pictures developed. Now you had a physical picture and that was the only proof of that. Well, or negative, mm-hmm. um, that that picture ever got taken. There wasn't any like mass, infinite reproduction of that. that could really be done right. with yeah, an ease. Is, their design is intended just to keep you within their ecosystem. Of course it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's well, still, well, leads I, I, to so, this.
0: I guess I'll put my epiphany cap away. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone realizes. There's, actually, there's a Snapchat filter for that.
1: <laughs> Epiphany gap. Should we take a break? Um,
0: breaking. <laughs> hey there, it's Andrew. I just wanted to let you know that we have a brand new shiny email hello at interface.fm. If you want to talk to us, have some ideas for a show, just want to respond to the dumb things we say, go ahead and send us a message. And uh, while you're at your computer, how about rate us on iTunes? thanks
1: all right so snapchat here i want the thing i want to say about snapchat and with all these other services and it's it's really important and it totally makes sense because ian said it without even talking about it right like this this seems like the type of thing that i'd put on my snapchat it's not a play, it's not a facebook thing it's not a twitter thing it's not an instagram thing i don't even know what an instagram thing is my assumption is it's muscles and food but i don't have muscles instagram thing. so i don't know <laughs> also cars things. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> Okay, cars and buildings, muscles and food. The four pillars of Instagram. All right, so, <laughs> so, Does your photo fit one of these
0: four boxes? If no, post elsewhere.
1: What? I assume you have to tag it
0: appropriately.
1: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that could be a great app. Um, it'd be like the bro app or whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, so knowing that each one of these platforms or each of these platforms has a unique right. use case, right? And the nuance sure. comes out over time. And so... Being able to understand like what each of those nuances is is important, and a lot of people who, if you don't like deeply embedded in internet culture or understand how different people use them socially, you don't know. So, with Snapchat, I think what I'm saying with expectations and why the privacy thing is still important is because you expect that to be a private platform more so than you would Facebook, more so than you would Twitter, or, right? Or I don't, I guess I don't know where Instagram lies. It's just whatever muscle food time. And so, um, if you if you have this expectation that your Snapchat content is going to be private then you may be inclined to take photos of things that would be otherwise not shared publicly, right? And so I, I worry for that coming around to bite people in the butt, especially when you change default behaviors, which is what Snapchat did midstream to us by making your save location memories right. as opposed to being your camera roll, which now you have to opt into or turn off the uh, memories feature.
0: And I, I also think that you know, even before that, Snapchat made the change from, it was just a peer-to-peer instant messaging service, whether it was photos or text. And then they added the stories component in And I think a lot of people weren't 100% sure how that worked. And so they were like, well, this is a picture that was really intended for this one person or this very limited scope of my audience. But instead, it got shared to their entire story. And while I don't know any instances offhand where that was, uh, you know, Ended poorly for someone or Specifically ended in in a negative way I can only imagine there were times where somebody was like Oh I posted this I took this picture and I meant To only send it to this One person that I was flirting with and it turns out That I posted it to a bunch of people including my parents Or something Uh, and And so this this whole idea Of um, You know where you post things how you post Things and then what you do I think really what it comes down to is what, what you do With that stuff down the road after it's been posted and and what happens you know repercussions aside you know what happens as all these web services age and the demographic using them ages and matures and decides the things that they posted once or thought once no longer align with the things they had posted or that they they feel now so you want snapchat on a 10-year scale for everything, uh, well, I, I think whether it's Snapchat on a ten-year scale or or just features and services that that allow you to somehow selectively review your history. It's so sticky. So, but like, if you are in a picture with a bunch of other people that you know, or you know, whatever, you just you're in. You have a social media post that is about more than just you. Like, how do you eliminate yourself from that without breaking it for other people? Do we just get used to the concept that things degrade over time digitally and then assume that everyone implements that properly? Something as simple as untagging yourself on a picture can go a long way. Obviously, that picture may still exist yeah. out there and other people may come across it. But if somebody tags you in a picture and you're at a party and you know now it's five years later, 10 years later, eight, whatever... And you're looking at that picture going, you know, I wish there wasn't this picture of me at this party. If you weren't the one to post it, untag yourself. Right. And if you're still friends with that so, person, yeah, the picture still exists and you can still get to it. But, but for me, I found that pictures of me from college, I'm not friends with a lot of the people who had tagged me. So when I untagged the picture... As far as I'm concerned, that picture's gone. And as far as most of my friends are concerned, that picture doesn't exist anymore. Yes, somebody, somewhere on somebody's Facebook, it's yeah. still out there. It's the classic good but, enough. It doesn't have to be perfect, but if it's good enough... Right. And, it, yeah. well, and if, it, if it offers you the comfort you need to no longer have that visual reminder, yeah. then there's something... I just worry I worry about false comforts. Yes. right. You think you've done a good job getting rid of it, but actually it's not. And I think yes. Facebook and Twitter, all these places, like they... It's a dark pattern. Oh, my God. They're just going to see them everywhere now. They benefit from, from, even if they don't go out of their way, just not really indicating what the true private status of things are. So you think you've deleted a photo, but really you actually haven't. You've just made it a little bit harder for people to get their hands right. on it. Or, or you've changed the permissions. Yeah. on it. Oh, now it's only visible to me and no one else. Well, that doesn't actually solve the problem because it's still out there and Facebook is still indexing it and, and doing that.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, reducing the searchability of content becomes the good enough measure sure. for all, almost all of this stuff just because um, <clears throat> there's so much crap on the internet, like literally infinite pictures. There's no way to find one picture without having some like sure. search property well, to it. Well, that used to be
0: the case, but now you've got like Google Photos and Deep Dream and stuff like that that's gotten really, really good at identifying stuff. And even Facebook
1: has the facial recognition built in so you can tag stuff without having to like actually list who the face is. I'm not yeah, I'm not arguing. I'm, you're right that and that's the next progression. I think you'll have to see that transition because you still need something to search on. So if you would apply that technology correctly, you could potentially search your face as the search item, right and right and then you could right, fo- exact photos that may be pictures of me on Facebook. correct. and but then if you could confirm that by well, I don't know what that means is, right, but if you could confirm that, you could potentially scrub your facial your facial information. Off the source file, like so, then it just becomes like you blur photos of you. It, it sounds no, stupid, no, right? But like it, I imagine, at at, <laughs> just,
0: just scrub, scrub all, all of your face. Your you need face. The, the
1: most powerful Bioré you can possibly
0: think of. Yeah, just, okay. I mean,
1: if you just like, if you just took, a, if you would just take a freaking shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's this crazy that actually makes me think of this.
1: It's going to be called Google Loofa.
0: There, the, uh, it. the issue, which is a reflective scarf, which uh, offers supposedly. Uh, protects you from flash photography because it's got retroreflective things in it. So if somebody takes a picture of you, you can't see your face. And there was someone else who did something similar for, um, uh, CCTV cameras so that it would just, it was like a mask you would wear that would scramble your face. Basically. Like, is that the sort of thing is now that the defense against this sort of thing, if you want it to be, do we make all
1: teenagers wear the pre- those? The preemptive is too much. It's, it's going to be what's the good enough retroactive measure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you had some like super security conscious kids or like, okay, let's say you're grooming your child for political office or something, right? Like you think that that's the future you want. There would be a use case where I could see some parents taking some preventative measure for that type of thing. I don't know if they're going to make them wear bags on their head, but um, like, but there's like the thing that you said before, like the pin that does like the IR reflective right. or whatever. Right? right. So like it just looks like a weird like sunspot where the photo would be. Yeah. That is more realistic. But what does it mean that
0: now we have to deal with that everywhere all the time? I mean, obviously it turns into a super cool cyberpunk feature, but like obviously, I mean, I, th- I think you know, going back to your your comment about uh, somebody grooming their kid for politics, I think some of it's also just a societal shift in the way we understand and and deal with these things. That a president thirty years ago, don't ask me which one it was. It was before I was born. I'm not responsible for that information. Bush. Yeah, good call. Bush. Yeah. I I'm guessing he was not and probably still is not on facebook or twitter and so he never had the chance to post his thoughts opinions disagreements whatever versus now you start to fast forward um trump is really the first political candidate who has for a long time been very vocal about anything and everything yeah so now we're in this position where as a society, we're just accepting that things were posted online that normally would have just been said in a face-to-face conversation or maybe a phone call or you know, written in somebody's journal, whatever it is. And now that information is just vastly more public and that as a society, we're solely just accepting those things. And so yeah. it, 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 for a long time, like email... Uh, text message, all these things didn't allow you to edit things. Once you sent it, it was gone and it was out of your control, which I guess is reflective of the way we communicate non digitally with the exception, I guess, of writing where you have, well, no, it's the same thing, right? Like you send a letter, it's gone. That's it. So with the rise of things like Slack and WhatsApp and that kind of thing, where you can change, you can edit your messages. Like, is that, does that begin to change the way we think about digital conversations? We begin to want
1: and 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 need that in order to be feel comfortable using it. The yeah. ability, or like the chance to be able to go right. back and backtrack. I don't. I don't think it's required at all. I. I, well, w- for, I don't know. I don't remember what I was using. I think I was using. I think I was using Snapchat the other day, and like I remember sending a picture like with the text overlaid on the image it's no longer text right it's part of the image when right. you send it and so i remember thinking oh that's gone now like i couldn't edit that to now and you i'm sure you guys have done this where like you write something on snapchat and i want to save the text because not only does it like save as like the moment but it gives me context for the photo like if i go back and look at it in my camera roll and it's not meant to be like printed and, and put on my wall so mm-hmm. i don't care um but when i save it i realize oh shoot i shouldn't have written that i should have written this other thing so i go back and delete it this is so i save it then but i'm still in the editing phase go back delete it and then resave it now i've got two copies right and the one that goes out to everybody is my preferred copy so it's just this thought that like the thing that you send or save is that's like sort of like the permanent version after you, after this certain point so snapchat still gives you sort of like sure. editability so to a point so is is the future okay. of these things
0: more extensible editing tools or or it should it be i i would say much more like twitter uh with the exception of a certain twitter client where you can edit your tweet but really all it's doing is deleting it and then reissuing a new tweet reposting um yeah. once you post a tweet that tweet is a tweet you can't go back and change it Whereas like a facebook status i could post a facebook status and two years later i could go back and edit it and completely change what i said and and rem- or remove all context from it. You can redact a bunch of information if you said something negative about someone. And I think I think you're going to see more things maybe shifting in the Facebook direction as we move forward because people want the ability to go in and alter what they said to to fit their current tone or to fit whatever yeah, is the appropriate thing to yeah. to say. Set-
1: I don't, think that, I don't think that there's one that's necessarily way better than another, but um, you're always going to have groups that are like, here. here's the original source, like here's a photo of the original post, or here this is our like Facebook archive, whatever site, and we, you know, whatever, right? Like that stuff, that type of stuff is just going to exist. Um, but I don't think it exists on such a, okay, if you believe in, if you have Prism running in the background, or, you know, sorry, my daughter starts shaking a bell. If you have Prism running or whatever in the background, collecting absolutely everything that you've ever said, then maybe, but um, it's not a problem. I, think, I don't you know, know what, what the one new one is, is but, Prism so twenty fourteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm really torn between the, the, the conflict between like on the one hand having a, a record of everything that's been said and done versus being able to go back and edit yourself. But I don't know if those are the two options we have because in real life, like you just you have the right to be forgotten because our brains are not good at, at remembering everything. So instead of it being like I can't go back in time and edit what I said because nobody remembers what I said a while ago is that the way things should be? Like, is it like a 10 year degrade over time or is it something more complicated than that?
1: I think it's way more complicated. I think as soon as we introduced like, you know, some, as soon as we introduced external memory as a mainstay part of our social, like our social accordances, right? Like that it threw a huge cog in the whole machine. Um, Because, If you think about the way that it used to be, right, Um, and you'd have something like a written document, and that written document is like our whatever document from a particular, like a a letter from a particular politician in the 1700s is super important, right, because we don't have any other way of having like records or history, so that written history becomes super important. And now we're just seeing the shift becoming to where that's not the exception, it's the rule. And so I don't think anything really changes. I think we still have all the same mechanisms. You can still send email that are non-editable, you can whatever, right, but... It's just shifting from everything. Everything's a scale, right? This is what I like to say about everything. But we're shifting from where there's a few permanent record or semi-permanent records, right? Um, and mostly, you know, this like, oh, we can mold the history as you like to see it or whatever in your current light. Versus today, we have the much more permanent history, and you have to like, you have to do a lot more shifty political things to like make it seem like you've changed. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's let's out real. So, can we talk about like expunging our digital identity, like in like in the process of actually doing that? I don't know I have, how much of you guys have you actually even tried to do it or not. Uh,
0: very little. Uh, yeah,
1: because I I just believe okay.
0: that if you've got that going on, you should. Uh, it, it, I just like to keep a, a timeline of my yeah.
1: history, right? I, you like to keep a feature, a Facebook feature of your history?
0: I mean, like, it's. I, I'm not super pleased with everything that's up there, but it's. I, I feel like it's part of who I was, so I might as well just leave it there. I have gone through and selectively removed posts and/or tags of stuff on Facebook. I have gone back and I have removed tweets where maybe I said something in complete misunderstanding and. Much like the online toxicity thing, I would say something and then I would get flack for what I said. And then it was like, well, now I know that I'm wrong. My mistake. Let me let me just remove the post. Because you know, it'd be a month, two months after the fact. And then somebody else wants to jump out and tell me about it. And it's like, I already know that I was wrong. In fact, if you read the tweet, right. two tweets later, where I admitted that I was wrong, you would know that. So I'll just delete both and just be like, you know what? Forget that I ever said that and and remove that but I, i've never tried to go through and say remove me from all of google or uh, like facebook what what good is it like remove yeah. yourself from facebook pictures you're tagged in still stay out there like you're just not tagged in them now but the pictures are, remain
1: yeah I, and i think that <clears throat> i think the reality that we live in is like even though we like untag and delete that stuff it, it still lives on whatever that platform's servers are like I, my assumption is they've got plenty of backups right so um it's out. What it, well, I mean, like honestly, I, if it was my company and I had it embedded in the terms of services, but yeah, I would. Oh I would god, they have RAID zero of all my stupid dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so. so what? I don't know. So takeaway then? Um, I guess use the use the correct platform for the for the communication for the type of communication you're trying to. Uh, I think. Accomplish. I, I think
0: before you even before you even get to that point think is this something that in five years or even five days i'm going to regret having put on the internet and ass- and ass- assume yeah, that just- everything you put on the internet uh with the exception of maybe through yeah. Tor, is is something that's going to be out there forever
1: i love onions oh my god No, I, I agree with that.
0: Ian, you can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 18. If you're into Reddit, you can join the conversation at r slash interface podcast. Follow us on Twitter at underscore interface FM. Uh, find us on Facebook, search interface podcast, uh, Google us. As I'm told that can be done. Um, we're somewhere in the Mm -hmm. list of the Google results. SEO is hard. And, uh, As as always, we'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like clockwork. Hey! No, Chase never rode his bike around town. (laughs) Chase
1: actually never learned how to ride a bike. Okay, let's let's set this let's set this uh rumor to to bed here. I know how to ride Trey, a bike. Trikes don't <laughs> count. No, so like
0: when we were kids, Chase, I know that Sarah's been very nice telling you all these years that you're a great bike rider, but <laughs> turns out
1: she anytime we go to the store and she sees bike advertised, <laughs> she always goes up and puts something I don't know, like I d I don't wanna say like no I'm
0: done with it. I don't know what it's gonna be. The really embarrassing part trikes is that bikes. Chase actually has training wheels on his trike. He has
1: them on the front wheel. <laughs> It just it makes turning really hard. Hey, everyone's seen the Reliant Robin, yeah. If you watch Top Gear, you understand how dangerous a three wheeled vehicle is. <laughs> That's so true.
0: Turns out that those were all uh, faked. All of Top Gear was faked.
1: All of Top Gear was
0: faked. It was actually it was all CG. It's uh, really impressive. No, the the Reliant Robin episode is all fake. They like changed the cars in some way to make them more top they, heavy. They did make them more. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is um, really okay. podcast content. <laughs> <laughs>